hospitality queens. This what is Erin. Please check me out on my business page where we do all things fitness and wellness at We Get Toned on Instagram, as well as my personal page is Get Toned with E. What up, y'all? It's Wit. You can check out my store, Shop2230. That's on Instagram. And I also have a discount code for y'all. So if you put in HQ20, you can get 20% off your purchase. So go shop, check it out. And then you can catch my personal page. It's WhitneyWhite1 underscore. So yes, definitely follow our lives. See what's going on. And then obviously follow Hospitality Queens. Was it Hospitality underscore, underscore Queens? Yeah, the underscore is right in there. So, yeah, Make follow sure us. Make follow us. And then I don't know if y'all heard that, but she said 20% off the purchase, That 2020. 2020. So, yeah, yeah check it out. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. It's another Monday recording day, which is fun. Like, the beginning of the week. And it's March 1st. So, it's, like, really, like, the kickoff of, like, everything. And it's... um what is it woman's history month as well so it's a lot of shit happening today so happy march y'all we're fucking moving through it almost one year of covid so it's a lot it's a lot going on this month saint patty's day is coming up yes this march it's gonna be march madness you know Mm. um in a whole bunch of ways and shout out to all of the women out there because we are live we are so um if you ever thought about how you got here just remember us <laughs> and know that a woman today could use a smile and open the door you look beautiful you look great um those are all free so let's make yeah. sure we make that happen for ladies those are all free you're right <laughs> the best things in life are free so yeah, open Seriously, the door. They really are. So let's make sure we indulge on all those free items. Whitney, I saw you had like both of your hands up and you had this like round thing in the middle of your hand. So can we talk about what that was? Oh, yes. So that round thing. <laughs> was a burger i got a shrimp burger today I, I ate at um rutledge cab company in downtown it's literally on rutledge is it on rutledge <laughs> i would hope so but what's the famous guy's name that is like the owner of it bill murray, bill murray. he's the owner of it the actor everybody goes crazy about him i'm like people are just people like whatever um but i actually applied there a long time ago and um i wasn't feeling the vibes at the interview but nonetheless the um and i haven't been back since but the i was in a time crunch and it's literally right by us so i was like hey i haven't had it before so let's try it out and the burger was really good fresh like not a lot of filling i could taste like dill in there like i could taste like the fresh herbs so that was nice the fries were amazing very seasoned fries i also got a side i was torn between the mac and cheese and they had a blue cheese potato salad so the mac and cheese i was like "Eh, i don't really want that's just so heavy so like let me try this potato salad like i like blue cheese so let's give it a run 
it was all right. I feel like if you really love blue cheese, it's for you. I just like blue cheese. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall, it was really good. Like, the um, the girl who took my to-go order, she was making suggestions really nice on the phone. Like, she was, like, telling me what was good. Like, all that shit. She was really good. And um, when I got there, it was already ready, super easy, in and out like perfect to go silverware and napkins in the fucking bag so yeah it was a really great experience so i give it a i mean i give it a 10 even yeah even though i didn't really love the potato salad it wasn't because it was nasty it's just because i don't know i just don't really love blue cheese that much but it was good Good, good, good. you know when you just said that she suggested things it really went a long way with me because of course I indulged in a lot of different things this weekend and I really found that I really love suggestive cell like suggestive cell is the way to my heart yeah because I'm one of those people that's like I'm all over the place when it comes to food because I want I legit love and want to try everything everything mm-hmm. so when you suggest those favors because I if they don't suggest I'm usually asking if it's a new spot like what do you like but suggestive selling I remember I feel like it was even at Fridays when we worked there like it was a must because if you didn't do that you get secret shopped you get points uh, off like it was a thing well, you know? I forgot about the secret shop but yeah, that's what I was. I was asking her. I'm like, how they had these things called fucking what was it? Okra, okra fries. So I was like, are they fried? Like, or is it like fried okra? And she was like, it's kind of like if you put okra in the air fryer. And I was like, mm. so I'm happy I asked because I was gonna get it. And she's like, well, they do fry it a little. I'm like, Mm-mm, you trying to save it? Mm-mm, no. Right. right. <laughs> and, it, and it helps to save yourself from the disappointment when you right. have a suggestive sell. Mm-hmm. Like. That's major key, guys. Like, I think this weekend, for instance, I went to a Perry Steakhouse here in Dallas, Texas. Super bomb. But the the server got me right off the bat because he suggested this fruity-ass drink, which I would never really get in real life. But he suggested it sounded delicious. It didn't sound as fruity as it came out. Uh-huh. But the presentation was amazing. And then it, was, it tastes good. It was just, a, like, a lot more fruitier than... Like My a lot of mixes and shit. system mm-hmm. <laughs> can take. But it was really good. And like you suggested so many things. And it just made that experience so much easier because it's like sometimes I don't know what I want. So yeah, I love that. And shout outs to Perry's Steakhouse, you guys. I had a Perry's signature steak. It is wrapped in bacon and it is topped with crab cake. Mm, yum. That yum. sounds so good. Yum. Okay. And I got asparagus as a side because your girl is trying to be good or whatever. I mean, probably, probably a side of asparagus with the cheese. <laughs> Wait, what else did you have? Um, I just had asparagus. Oh, we had these bacon wrapped scallops. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I've had bacon wrapped scallops at a lot of places. Yeah. And let me tell you, they made that bacon crispy. Yes. Okay. Like scallops, you really have to do them right. Like, uh, you like they have to be like Lit. really good yeah. scallops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were really, really good. I topped it off with a cheesecake, so I had a full Ooh. three-course meal. 
Um, I had two of their signature cocktails. One was like this bubbles champagne like drink. Uh, the other one was a lemon, a thyme lemon drop. Um, and then I topped it off with a good old glass of Pinot Noir. You already oh, know. I love that. Um, you had a three course uh, cocktail meal as well. Yes. Um, in fine dining, one of the things we used to do all the time was we used to pair different foods with your drinks. Yeah. So that kind of worked. Like my little cute little fluffy drink was just like while I waited for my scallops. I got right. my scallops at my time. Um, lemon drop. And then for my steak, I had the wine. And then after that, your girl was full in a whole bunch of ways. So it was just time <laughs> to stop. Yeah. Time <laughs> to just call it quits. That's amazing. Did you take pictures of like your bubbly drinks and stuff? I did. So I will um, post that. I did. I was like, let me make sure I let them see what it's going to look like. I can't wait to see it. Um, So yes, great time at Perry. So shout out if you're in the DFW. I definitely recommend it's really known for their steaks. Um, And it was delicious. It was a new location in downtown. Two floors. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. So. I love yes. that. I love How was that. your weekend? It was good. I'm happy that you said girly drinks because I want to talk about that. So last week, last Sunday, I went to this like Drake themed brunch, right? So I haven't been out like really at all during quarantine. So I was happy to like get out and be around like adults and shit. So we sit at the bar and it was cool because I knew the bartender, so I knew the service was going to be great. So I was happy with that. And I actually went with like, it was kind of weird. So I went with a coworker and like I've seen, it's a guy, I've seen him at work before, but we never like introduced, like we just, we never met, but like looking at him, like I know I've seen him at work before. So he just started working on my team like a few months ago and he's into marketing so i actually started talking to him to help me with marketing for my business and when then we just became cool so we're like we're gonna go out and so we went out so just giving y'all like the the backstory on that cool so we're just like cool like what is it called platonic like no like just friend friends like that's it not even for like we're just getting to know each other right so this is my first time seeing him like in person like that even doing anything like that with him so we meet there cool and he's really cool so like for me to even be at that point he has to be cool because I don't really like fuck with people like that so um on my way there he's already like telling me what it is like no line he's like it is pretty packed in here um he already sent me a picture of the menu which was nice I could already know what was up so he was like it's just like a brunch menu so because I don't eat meat already like super limited um on there so and it's a hookah bar a hookah spot so like i haven't smoked hookah since like tampa days and that was not a lot so i'm like not really a big hookah smoker but i wanted to smoke hookah because i wanted the whole experience right like i want to see this is a new spot it's called the posh bar black owned it's actually really nice right so super cool spot and um what did i get i got the shrimp and grits and he got the chicken and waffles so I like to stick with just one thing when I'm out drinking. So I just got tequila lemonade, like simple, straight to the point. So we got our food and this, the shrimp and grits was on like 
kind of like a in like a cast iron like oval you know what i'm talking about like cast iron oval so it's kind of small i wanted it to be a little bigger but it was small but it was fucking good it was bussington that's why i wanted this shit to be big because it was really really good so a1 shrimps was big plump like good amount like the sauce was perfect not too much like it was amazing so I would definitely be back um, on the food alone. So the shrimp and grits was busting. And I had like a good view of the kitchen. So everything back there looked clean. Like you could tell they were like, you know, really pumping it out. So like they get really A++++ for the whole thing. Even like it was really busy and it didn't even take that long to come out. Like it was really like a really good experience with the food um the dude said his uh food was good he just wished that it was like chicken wings instead of chicken tenders but he said it was still good so um so yeah so we get shots whatever um so where i'm sitting is like at the end of the bar so it's kind of like the service bar area or where people would come to like order drinks so they're making, I see they have like specialty drinks kind of that are there. Um, but I, I didn't really see them on the menu, but I'm not a specialty drink kind of person. So I just really was like, whatever, you know, it's just something observation. So people are coming and going and these like three or four guys come, they sit next to us. Right. So they're like sitting at the bar, watching the game, whatever. So they start ordering drinks and all of them order like these strawberry, like frou-frou, like frou-frou ass girly drinks. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I mean, not to judge people by the drink that they order, but nigga, I need you to order like a Douce on the rocks or some shit. Like you got strawberries all kinds of garnish and shit i'm like what the fuck is going on like and there's all of them the whole pack of niggas ordering these curly ass drinks it's like all right if that's this is what you guys are into this is what you're into cool um but we got hookah i don't know how to smoke hookah like i'm inhaling like i don't i don't know how to not inhale i'm i'm choking i'm coughing like it's not a vibe for me i don't get it i don't get it like I really don't understand the point of hookah. Um, so, yeah. But it was cool. Like, it looked pretty. Like, but I'm like, I want the the one that's, like, the one. But I don't know. I don't get it. But for everyone that loves hookah, like, cheers to you. But I don't, I just don't understand what it does to you. Oh, so someone was smoking. Someone started smoking weed in there, right? So to me it smelled good it was refreshing it kind of like relaxed me a little bit like it was like okay like here we go dude the bar the dj gets on and he's like whoever the fuck is smoking weed get the fuck out like he was going crazy like it totally flipped i was like dang like oh yeah not 420 friendly in here but i mean i get it like i get it i get it i get it i get it but nigga i get it i guess (laughs) but it's like okay so you know i know there's a lot of people in the world that aren't 420 safe but to be quite honest the 420 is better than your hookah so yeah 
question mark, question mark. Right. Right. (laughs) You take one puff of the hookah, it's like taking like a hundred smokes of a cigarette. Is that what it's like? It is really, it's like a really bad tobacco. I don't know like the extent of it, but I don't like, my mom bought me a hookah years ago and I used to smoke hookah there, but it used to get me so sick, like headaches and everything. Like it used to blow my head up. So I'm not a big hookah smoker because, you know, your girl hasn't indulged in other things that you would smoke. And it's so naturally calming that when you get something that's like now plumping your head up and making you want to puke, you're a little confused by the chemical reaction in your body why do people like that shit i don't get it you you know if we really want to go there like we i just watched a really great interview that you (gasps) sent me that really reminds me of this thing why people like it because it's like socially accepted Mm. hookah is like it's fruity right people like fruity ass drinks and in real life nobody needs to be taking in all that sugar no like, fruity drinks are good for people that don't really drink like i don't knock it like if you're not a big drinker like fruity is your way to go but it's also like you could kind of just steer away from it too because all the excess sugar has no benefits in your life and None. it just goes downhill from there and you wonder why you're puking or your white girl wasted those are probably the, it's reasons. the sugar it's the sugar. It takes you down every single time. If, if I can give you any bartender hack in the world, back off the sugar. Mm-hmm. Anything. Vodka Go soda. Right in for the source. Yeah, just get a vodka soda with a fucking lime. Let the ice so melt a watery, little bit yeah. so it can get watery. Like, you got to learn different tips and tricks. Splash a, a pineapple, like, you know, like splash. Like, don't get that fucking puree strawberry it's disgusting and it's gonna add all those calories it's all it's adding all that you can get chunky from drinking all that shit stop drinking it and and i don't think anyone knows and like you know hats off i do get specialty drinks everywhere i go um because i do like i want to know like the culture of the restaurant i want to know what they come up with but i don't drink that oh that's like a special occasion in moderation type of vibe yeah um but Ooh. i feel like hookah is just one of those like socially accepted smoking things like you blow all this smoke out don't inhale it yeah. but it's like what is that shit dog like what is that shit mm-hmm. like they come like where did that shit come from that ain't natural shit mm-hmm. that you're inhaling and blowing it back out and then I know like you put your little plastic thing in there but i think i don't know if he was the owner of who the fuck he was but like I look and like he's like smoking out of a hookah, I guess, to like check it. Yes. But it's like you yeah. still is like, all right, here's some random guy smoking out of my hookah. Like I know, you know, the thing is, but and it's I just a lot that, by your mouth. Huh? It's just a lot by your mouth with COVID. And no I one was. Look- I was the only one wearing a mask. Like no one was wearing a mask in there either. Like no, not even the bartenders. It's like no one gives a fuck about masks anymore. Like nobody. The bartenders, I feel like it's a must, but like, I feel like, like when I go to a restaurant and stuff and me and the people at the table, we may not wear a mask, but we are kind of like by ourselves. Like there's not anyone right there. Like they're at an other table, mm-hmm. like, over there, like over there. So I don't feel as bad, like wearing it, not wearing it when I'm at a table segregated by people. Now the bartenders or my server, you must come over because you have had the most contact with everybody in the restaurant. You need to come correct. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know the hookah. I used to work at. You remember that bar I worked at in New Tampa? Um, what was it called? Halftime Sports 
bar in New Tampa on mm-hmm. Bruce Me Downs. Um, it's no longer there, but it was so dope. Like little, small, little bar, or whatever. Uh, we didn't serve food, but we had hookah and liquor. <laughs> and I used to have to make the hookahs. Like uh... I had to make the hookahs. I had a bartender. I was by myself. Like Friday night, I am your bartender, server, and hookah girl all at once. I had nobody. So. I used to make the hookahs, but I also was already experienced because my mom bought me hookah a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I already knew how to do it. Um, and I would have to check it. Like, there's no other way to check if the coals are burning unless you go. But I never put my mouth on the actual thing. I would still use the clear thing. Yeah. You know, in real life, I've learned a lot about the mouth. And I don't know how sanitary that is either. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I was, like, overanalyzing everything. Like, <laughs> I'm like, because, you know, I'm like, not. I don't be outside. I'm like, okay, he's touching that. Like, what the fuck? Like, but, yeah. Um. But overall, it was a good experience. I would definitely go back um, for sure. So shout out to the Posh Bar in North Charleston. I think it's off of Ashley Phosphate. So check it out if you're wanting to check it out. It's a really good vibe in there for sure. Oh, oh, so the dude, right? So we're totally cool. So at the end, like we get our tab or whatever. So he's like, like kind of like screeches and like excitement. He was like, oh, my God. He was like, oh, like his tab was only like $40, $40 or something like that. He was like, I really thought you were about to um, run my tab up. He was like, I thought you were about to be an expensive date. And I'm like, first of all, like, Whoa. this is not even a date. Like, <laughs> I, I like I am prepared to pay for my own shit. Like, my shit was like way more than his because I paid for all of my shit. Like, right, yeah, right, right. like this wasn't anything for you to pay for. Like, I'm not that girl that's going to be like, oh, we're out together, so you're just going to pay my tab because you're a guy. Like, nah. I work. <laughs> like, I can pay for my own shit, nigga. And I am very expensive because mine was, like, double his. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> and I'm not too proud to be expensive, but I I'm also not. might let you know, like, hey, are you hanging out? Like, are you getting me a drink or not? I don't expect anything. But best believe, code words and uh, expectation must be clear. Mm-hmm. Because don't feel like, oh, I'm going to take her out for a drink and she going to drink the whales. No, ma'am. Oh, no. I didn't get She any likes whales. the good stuff. Yeah. So, And this is like in black-owned places, their whales be like... Some trash. No, their whales be in Charleston. The whales be fucking expensive, bitch. Like the really? well, like in black owned businesses, everything is top shelf in Charleston. It's everything is top shelf. It's oh, I was drinking fucking Don Julio in fucking lemonade. There's no, there is nothing. It was Don Julio or fuck, I don't even remember. It was all like top shelf, girl. I think yeah. like the well maybe maybe was Jose maybe, but I'm not fucking okay, drinking Jose. Okay, okay. I'm just not anymore. But yeah. Ooh. Good times. Oh, what was that bar that I worked at with you? It wasn't halftime. And like you worked there and like they let me come work there like one night. Oh, Ebor Jazz House. Ebor Jazz House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, shout out to Ebor Jazz House. It is still in Tampa, Florida. I think they relocated. Oh. They uh, they used to be in Ebor, and I want to say they are on Alamo Drive, which has all the strip clubs. So you better go for the experience. <laughs> um, but 
but shout out to them because one thing I loved about them was like that bar was live music, two floors, but they you got a shift pay, right? Screw that hourly on your taxes vibe, like hey, we're gonna give you a shift pay, you claim your own shit, go away. It was amazing. Like I went in every day knowing I was gonna make at least this. Mm-hmm. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Loved it. And it was fun. Like, how can you not work like working at a jazz spot? Like you yeah. cannot not work like yeah. like that. I can't remember. Was it like a holiday or something where they needed extra people? I don't know why you work there. I feel like we used to get random because it was like very flexible. So I don't remember why I had you working there. I forgot about that. I don't even know what what it was. Yeah, that was like my first like time working at a any type of like restaurant outside of like Fridays or any like, you know, late night. I was always like a retail store kind of person. So, but yeah, but it was really fun. I just remember it's kind of hazy. Cause I remember maybe did we get to drink? Did we get to drink yes. there? Yes. So I, a shit drink. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really, I just remember bits and pieces of like being in there. I don't really remember. Maybe I was like a cocktail waitress or something like that. I don't remember what we had you do now that like I forgot about that. I don't I almost thought you bartended with me though for some reason. Now that I think about it, I feel like I thought we were behind or maybe you maybe you were cocktailing but you got to be behind the bar. All I know is I gave you a shot of something, I'm sure. Yeah, I think maybe that's it. Maybe you're the bartender and I was the cocktail server. I don't know. But it but was yeah. lit then. I I'm pretty sure we Oh, sorry. I do remember the, like the two stories and stuff like that, but it was a really yeah. cute, it was like a small spot, but it was big. Like it was, I don't know how to explain it, but it was pretty cool. Um, and the interview that you were talking about, why did you say that? Remi- oh, because the hookah, the hookah, the hookah, the hookah. The hookah, because, so we watched this interview that was on the breakfast club. Um, and it was just, I really enjoyed it, Dr. Uh, Carl Hart, and I think some of you guys might have heard from him. Apparently, it's been on the news. I'll be watching the news like that. So, um, but when we talked about hookah, it just reminded me of a social thing that's accepted, right? Like, not everybody in, say, for instance, Texas is okay with pot because Texas is not uh, okay with you know, marijuana. So it's more of the socially accepted things that people enjoy. And one of the things I'm very passionate about is like the study of the mind. Like I've always wanted to be a psychologist. I love sociology. Like it is my absolute shit. So when I think of people in social things that they like or judgment, it's very like intriguing to me. And everybody lo- like you'll judge someone because drugs, because you can go to jail and mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God. But it's like so much more natural for you than inhaling tobacco every day. Mm-hmm. So, so what's like, so the background on the thing, because I saw like a clip of it on Instagram. So I was like, okay, I got to watch it. So pretty much the, the doctor, he has been studying drugs for like 30 years, right? So he's like a legit doctor, doctor, like legit ass doctor. Um, he's been studying drugs for over 30 years and he came out with a book. What is the book called? Like how to do drugs for adults or something like that? Um, yeah, drugs for adults, drugs for adults. And I'm like, I want to buy this book too. But, um, 
so pretty much he his message is that he wants to for people that do drugs like drug drugs whatever drugs that you do he's probably studied all all of them so to prevent you from killing yourself from harming yourself in his this book he tells you if you're gonna do this don't do this 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 and this too because you're gonna die so it's not that he's promoting you to do drugs but you're gonna do it anyway you're an adult i'm not gonna tell you to not do it because we've been preaching kids to not do drugs since forever you're still gonna do it so just do it this way and you'll be straight and i think that's pretty cool like i really fuck with that I love that fucking interview and I'm so happy like Whitney sent it to me and I was telling her I'm like this is it getting intense I'm loving this I'm, I'm loving this um yeah and I recommend anyone that has those feelings mentally about what another person does as an action or how they do life to listen to it because it's very important because we live in a country that's all about judgment we all judge one another. We judge each other off of our social media following. We judge you off of what your hair looking like, what that booty looking like, what them stomach flat. Like everything is a piece of judgment. And I think as we go into kind of like whatever moment we're in with coronavirus, it may, makes me really think because we have a population that doesn't want to take the, the vaccine. We have a population that does. And it's all a judgment, but it's also all a personal preference. We all should be able to do whatever we want with our bodies without you having something to say about it. Mm -hmm. Like that's, and that's just literally it. Like, and that kind of, I want to come back to this, but like, um, there was a newspaper headline I saw at my grandma's house. It was talking about like the abortion stuff that's happening right now. And I'm like, why the fuck is this such like, just let people do what the fuck they want to do. Like, why is this even a big headline? Why is this even a thing? Like, in so many words, who gives a fuck? Like, let them do whatever the fuck they want to do. Like, let it's do just what they want whatever. Because you putting this thing on is going to just now make people go do shit the illegal way. Like, they're going to, if they want to do it, if they want this shit done, and they don't want to have that baby, they ain't having that baby. Like, sorry. Or, you know, and I think... I have a problem with people wanting to tell me what I'm going to do with anything that's going to come out of my vagina. Excuse yes. me, it's month, and so I'm going to use that. Is because if this woman was raped or sexually assaulted and she has now created a child, she's not only living with her trauma from her child, she now has to live with all of that with the child. And being a mother is hard. It ain't easy. So you have all these things and maybe even some past trauma with your childhood. Mm -hmm. So now you want her to come in the world with all these things. And as some of us are so strong, some of us are so weak as well. Mm -hmm. So then she might be that one that's out on the street shooting up meth and don't give a shit. Now the kid went to CP. Like, we are not helping our children that are going through the system to no longer be a system thing if we want to control if the mother is ready for motherhood or not. Right. We can not tell someone they are ready for something because the next woman did it right. some are strong enough to overcome and some are not right and even with that like for myself like i didn't find out i was pregnant until i was like 11 or 12 weeks like that was a long ass time but it's real ass shit people really do not know they pregnant and it, it may be irresponsible on their end or whatever the fuck but we're all human and like 
I didn't know. So, and there's a like a girl that I work with. She just had twins, and she did not know that she was pregnant. Like for like, it just really happens. So you really have to give people that like that room to breathe, to sit on it, to think about it. This is a huge thing that is like literally takes over the whole your the your whole life. So you should be able to like decide fully on what the fuck you want to do. Like right, because once that once you push it out or once you decide, there's no going back. You cannot like you know. There's just no fucking going. There's no going back. So, no going back which yeah. there is a new netflix uh series on i don't know if you saw it. it's called jenny in georgia jenny georgia jenny in georgia something like that mm-hmm. and it's pretty much about a mom that got the works going on and she <laughs> has children and all of her children are taking on all her bs she brought in from her life before the kids mm-hmm. so it's like take into consideration there's another one was that little flyers fires everywhere or something like that yeah. with Carrie Hilson. i tried to watch it but i couldn't get into that i love stuff like that it's just the part i'm like a mental type of person but i like that because we also like we disconnect from that like mm-hmm. as a society if it n- does not correlate to you and your personal issue you're going to disconnect from it mm-hmm. but in reality you have a judgment from the next of what they're doing or how they handle it because they are not you right and that's not okay mm-hmm. that's just not okay and i'm a parent with a special needs child and it has been extremely difficult for me. It still is a growing process. It's still very hard. And I love the factor that I know how to get out of my own head and into someone else's life. That's the only thing that keeps me to even be strong. Yeah. Not everybody could deal with the mental things that I deal with daily, but it's because I'm not judgmental on how someone's parenting style was. Yep. Mm. So. It's different. Going back to the interview. So. The piece, and I don't know how you feel about it. So when I was watching it, the part that pissed me off the most, and I really want everyone to go watch it, is that the people interviewing him, Charlemagne, DJ Envy, Angela was all right. So Charlemagne and DJ Envy, it was like, y'all heard everything we just said. Like, it was like, it was going in one ear and going out the next. They were literally... One, they didn't fucking prepare for the interview. I don't know. Or they just legit were just not paying attention to this man. The man came on saying that the New York Post was like spreading false information about him, making him seem like he was strung out on drugs. So the man, like he has studied drugs. So in his years of study, he has done some of the drugs, but in controlled substance ways. Not that he was ever like a crackhead or anything, but he took safe doses of these drugs so he could really try them out and really know how they affected the body to be able to act to like in the most accurate way talk about it and do sign like you know just do what he does he's a doctor so that makes sense to me so they're on there literally like acting like he's a crackhead like he's like Charlemagne is like I see you shaking I don't know if you're going through withdrawals or like why would you like you he already said he's a black man the post is bashing him trying to make this narrative this false narrative and you're feeding into it why would you say that anyone can just take that clip of you saying that 
He's a doctor. He's not used to being on the Breakfast Club interview. He knows how big this is. So he's fucking nervous. That's why he's shaking. Like, why would you say that? That shit pissed me off. Like, you, Charlemagne, you know how big your voice is, dog. You know. You fucking know. Why would you say that? Like, everything was like, just went back to the this man being strung out on drugs or oh if in the next five years if you're strung out on on crack and you're a crackhead like what are you talking about bro like he's you're not gonna hear a story about him being strung out on crack like he just broke down all the ways how he does this safely how he only does this to study for a little period of time he doesn't just do meth on the weekends like (laughs) Like, what the fuck is wrong? He And then they kept saying, well, I don't like that you're saying. And he's like, I didn't say that. Like, everything that y'all are saying, I'm not telling people to go out and do drugs. I'm not telling, I'm not telling you not to go to rehab. I'm not telling you to not to go count, not to go to counseling. I'm just telling you, this is the safe way to do it. If you're going to do it, bruh, like. I, I love that you pointed that out because. That's honestly one of the things that shook me the most because I actually love Charlemagne and the mental health growth aspect of him. Like, that's one part I do enjoy about Charlemagne the God. And I like DJ Envy because he's just like, whatever, you know, whatever. But what I didn't like is I felt like their approach to him was more personal. Yeah, it was personal. It was personal. Yeah, and it was emotional. Yeah. Don't do this, but it's like, look, my bro. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it just really helped me realize that we still are living in slavery as a country. Yeah. So if we want to get into that Black History Month is over, it ain't never over. Because we are still mentally slaved by thinking that it's okay to judge a doctor. Honey, you go get your PhD. You go study medicine. We, You're going to tell me we're going to study science and we are going to put all this shit in everybody's body foods the things that you put on your body in lotion you don't know what the scientifical chemical is that you put on and inside of your body but you don't know because we're not educated on that like do not speak on something that you're not educated on stay in your lane Mm -hmm. but that's what we do as a country right we're gonna praise the woman that wants to degrade every part of our bodies and make our kid, our our little women go out there and bust it open for a pimp. But we're not going to praise a doctor that has found interest in a scientific thing that is legal. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. And life-saving. Life-saving. So life-saving. It's she- control something. I I understand where they're like scared. But I love that it's control because before you put it in your brain, you'd be like, look, you're going to die in 2.5 seconds. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Everybody, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone says. They're going to be like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me just get the the 2.3 down from Mm -hmm. (laughs) now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like, but I like how he like tied it in back to like hip hop too in case it was like going over people's heads because, and like how they're saying like, people that like the myths like oh i have uh, an addictive personality or it runs in my family he was like that's not those are just myths like it all like people they're pretty much saying like 
the effects of crack, I guess, on the black community or whatever. He's like, all the shit that was happening was already happening. Yeah, it was heightened maybe because of crack, but we all know like this shit is from the government. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all know what the fuck it really is. So it's like this shit was placed here for this reason for it to do this, for it to destroy all of this shit, because there's already all this trauma and all this other shit. So if someone who has childhood trauma, who has shit happening right now, and they start doing this drug that's probably mixed with other shit, it's not the purest form, it's mixed with all this other bullshit, yes, it's gonna fuck them up. Duh. Like, duh. So it's not because of the crack, it's all this other shit too. Like, Correct. and that's all that's he exactly was trying to explain. And they kept like, it was emotional because personal because their daddy or whoever, like, no, your daddy, your auntie, your uncle, they had other personal shit happening. And they then, and then they decided to do crack and then they became a crackhead but that, because that was their choice. They, right. we all know right from wrong. They knew what they were doing and that's on them, not on the drug. It's really right. not at all it's not on them it's really not on the drug at all but um fuck oh so he was talking about asap yams when he was telling about the story how the mom so it's so crazy because another breakfast club interview probably they're interviewing um asap ferg um and they have so asap yams he passed away and he was telling the story right but when I watched his inter- interview with ASAP Ferg like a while ago, he was talking about yams. So it's they have a thing that's called Yams Day for him who passed away. So he, um, so I never really knew about him. Like I know about ASAP and stuff, but not that much. So I started just like researching and going down all these rabbit holes trying to figure out who fucking Yams was. And it was so cool. Um, for their friend who passed away, they have this thing called Yams Day every year. And it's at like the fucking the garden like a huge like venue and like all these people come and they perform it's like insane it's super fucking cool like rihanna be there like it's super lit like drake got um asap for or asap rocky this chain that is like all it's like beautiful and it looks just like yam's face like he had like a very like distinct like crazy personality but like super brilliant like he was like super smart and like had a crazy vision, like super, super dope individual. Um, so super cool that his mom reached out to him. Like, I was like, damn, like way to really tie it back into like hip hop and to really like hit the the core audience who is taking all these fucking drugs, listening to, you know, all this shit, Molly Perkins said, all that shit, you know what I'm saying? And it still went the fuck over their head. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, that's what I kept thinking of, like, Whatever that song is, Perkis it, Molly Perk like that. Molly, per- I don't even remember. Whatever the, song. the name of the song is, but I'm like the kids that are probably gonna be like, okay, we're gonna try taking all this shit because it's in the song. Like it sounds stupid, but kids at a certain age would really actually do that. So he's gonna tell you maybe you shouldn't take the Molly and the Percocet together. Just take the Molly, and then take the per like you know what I'm saying. Like just. Cause we want you to stay here. We want you to be here to still party and have fun responsibly, but just don't take them together, bruh. And you're still going to be lit. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. I thought it was amazing. And I was, I was very, I got emotionally involved 
because I was telling I was telling Wendy, I'm like, this is intense. This is getting me very hype. Like I had a lot of emotions because it just in heightened the judgment. Like, stop judging people. And I think it's important as we work through our past trauma, as mental health is extremely important. It's important to me, especially. But I cannot force someone to do something different on their journey. When I wanted to do whatever I was going to do, y'all, I tell you right now, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. But if you have a doctor that's like, hey, well, just slow down on that. And you'll be all right. I'll be like, all right, bet. Yeah. Because regardless of the fact, I'm going through my own journey. Everyone goes through their own journey. And I love the fact that he decided to use 25 to 30 years of whatever experience he has to educate us on something we all wish we would have knew. Mm-hmm. All everybody that's lost somebody in the drug game. Y'all want y'all wanted this doctor to give y'all this tea years ago, mm-hmm. but now we're gonna judge him because he's tried the legal drugs, which, by the way, still should scare all you guys to death. Just saying, mm-hmm. but anyways. Oh, <laughs> so we'll get off of this. But one other thing that stood out to me, because we don't know what people do behind closed doors, right? Like everyone is their own person, right? So. When he was breaking it down, like how in other countries, like five other continents, you can go get like, what is it? Whatever these drugs is like, um, yeah. heroin, right? It was a heroin. You can get, yeah. Um, but it's control cause controlled. It. Yeah. So it's controlled. It's pure in its purest form, like heroin. Right. And you can, if you take it at like a, whatever, a safe dose, like you can be high, like, right. Like if you go, if you take Molly, like, I guess it's similar to that. If it's in a controlled way, it's safe. So Charlemagne was like pretty much super judgy, like um, saying how there's no way that people could do this and live like a functioning life. And it's like he would be fucking surprised. There's probably people that know Charlemagne that are listening to that. Like he has no fucking clue, especially people that have money. Yes, they're doing that shit. Are you crazy? They have the access. There's so many people I'm sure that he knows that are probably that do heroin and are fuck are functioning. I'm sure. I'm fucking sure of it. Like we the, in the hospice- most recent is what? Wendy Williams. She came out about her coke addiction. This lady has made millions of dollars. Has she been doing this from yay, yay, yay? Yeah. We just now found out about I it. I thought no, we already knew. I thought we already knew she had a coke addiction. But we didn't know how bad it was in her movie. She opened up about how long it was. Like, people uh, that probably better along the way probably knew. Yeah. But no one knew as bad as it was and what it stemmed from. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so don't judge people. Like, there's a lot of your IT people. Y'all think they're all... They got a little extra stuff, too. Yeah, like, like all that shit. What, that what is it, it called? Fucking Adderall's, Addies, like everybody be doing that shit it's like everyone is a functioning something like we're all functioning on some kind of substance like it's just crazy how small-minded people can be like you're a fucking idiot like open your mind everyone around you is doing drugs they're drinking alcohol they're like functioning addicts like Get the fuck out yeah. of here. That shit was and so annoying. And as you guys can already already tell, me and Whitney are very open-minded. <laughs> but I think we've also got to a point in our personal lives where we have learned to accept people for who they are and what they do. Um, and that's important as we grow in this society. Like, 
I may not like every, I may not do what you do, but it's not my place to tell you what to do. Right. I, we can always help people along the journey. And that's because you're an influence, right? Like mm-hmm. Whitney influences me all the time. She is an amazing person. I can go to for a natural influence. She don't tell me don't do this X, Y, and Z. She is just genuinely herself and her radiance of what great things she does influences me. And everyone needs to realize they all have that power within themselves. Right. 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 So you guys Thank stop you. judging people. If you want to do your little drug, please be safe about it. I did have a suggestion though. I Ooh. feel like me and Whitney should, when we get this book, we're going to start a little mini book club. And for everybody that's ready for us, we will <laughs> link you in <laughs> to talk about this book. Cause I feel like it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I excited. definitely want to read the book. I got. I kept saying that I gotta find it on whatever it's on Amazon or whatever. So I can yeah, I'm gonna book. see if it's on Audible. Oh yeah, I need to get back into Audibles, for real. But yeah, I'm getting What's that up? book for sure, and we are gonna tell you all about it. Ooh, we so gonna- this is something else that I thought was really funny when I went out. I don't know, you be out, and I don't know, maybe different in Dallas, but a lot of I noticed a lot of niggas had chains on, like. Yep. That's a thing. Like, Girl. it's actually more of a thing than ever. Like, know? niggas got chains now? I thought it was yeah, fucking was hilarious. It, was it, was it, like, let me, give me a description. Like, like a little. extra icy or not? It was like a little baby icy chain. Like, you know how, like, okay. the rappers had, like, the big chains? It was like a little baby chain. But I thought it was so funny. Like, niggas really wearing these little fake chains and stuff. This is really funny. It's... <laughs> it's quite interesting <laughs> chains um, girly drinks like y'all doing the most out here you know how they I, say outside is ghetto i see why <laughs> yeah, the change and it's quite interesting like people feel like they need to wear the chain everywhere like even to the gym um no. so i think not I think to the gym um i think it's an eagle thing so um <laughs> when they say like women be doing the most, no, men be doing the most low key. Mm-hmm. Men, like depending on their mind frame. Yeah. So I feel like the only time you should wear a chain is if you're like, it has to be. And I'm when I say chain, I mean like maybe I'm not describing it right. Like a pendant chain, like you're trying is trying to look like yeah. I'm not, I'm trying to think of the rapper, a uh, rapper, all the rappers. They wearing all them two chains. chains Migos, my favorite. Or how about all like them. Gucci? Gucci, but man. like on like a smaller, smaller, smaller scale. So it's oh. like, don't even wear it. Don't even get it. Don't wear it. <laughs> it's not even worth the wear. It's it has to be either like that, you know, maybe like a little like a Cuban link. Like you know, those are nice. But like, don't those do the, nice. don't do the little little. Don't do the little little. You know. It's so crazy because, like, when you when you talk about that, it makes me think, like, like, okay, if you got it, like, cool, cool, but that shit don't be phasing me. Like, what's yeah. so, like, less is more for me. I yeah. think I find that the most attractive in a man is because your confidence is so good. Like, you're so at peace everywhere else that your confidence is just, like, radiating. That's like, I want to up your bones without a chain. Don't wear it. Like, if it's not, don't, just don't wear it. Go without. Like, you're not going to be looked frowned upon if you are out here without a chain. Like, I'd rather you not wear it. I mean, if you got a little chain, you could do whatever you want with it. Like, we can't knock the little chains. We can't knock the little chains. That, I should have took a picture. 
I should have taken a picture. It It was not popping. I should have took a picture of it. You know what? And that's when they be needing a stylist and they be needing some help. (laughs) Stylist is a thing, you guys. What was that? French Montana, no stylist? Was that his song? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) So, yeah. Make sure y'all get that stylist. Um, just so it all flow together, you Ooh, know. Did you see that um that Netflix show I told you to watch the video, not the video, no, the fucking movie, watch it Malcolm yet. and Marie? Mm. Girl, I don't even. It was hard to watch, to be honest. To be fucking honest, girl, and you know why? Because it was our you. It was triggering for. Because it reminded me a lot of being in a relation, my last relationship and the arguments. And like, I actually, like after watching it, because I didn't see any reviews on it or anyone really talking about it like that. So I didn't look at that until after and everyone's responses were just like mine, like triggering, like bringing up old shit, just the way he was talking to her. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Like what I was at in the middle. I was like, what the fuck is this movie about? Like, I thought it was going to be like a love movie. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like the way he's talking to her is like making me want to punch a wall. Like I was fucking pissed, bitch. I'm like this nigga. No, 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 no. no. Like flashback, flashback, flashback. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I watched this movie on Hulu and I'm trying to remember. It's like Anna Bella and I'm going to have to look it up. But it's with that one um, uh, what she was like a singer, but she's like really good into acting now. And she remember she used to be like with that little like Elvis hair and she used to do like a little slide yeah, and dance stuff. What's her name? Are you talking about the, she did the, um, is it like a docu-series on like a famous person? No, no, oh, this not. is like a, like a, a kind of a back in the day movie kind of. It's really weird and creepy. It's like Anna, Bella, Anna, Jell- something. And so. Oh, I think we're talking about something else. I'm, I'm going to find it and. I think I know what you're talking about, but. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's on Hulu. I think I know what you're talking about. I was about. watching with my friend, and the 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 it's trippy. It's real, real trippy. I really don't want to give up the storyline, mm-hmm. but let me just say that when you think that something was in the past, it could be the future. Let me just say that. Oh, yeah, are you talking about Janelle Monet? Janelle Monet, I think that was her. Yeah. Look yeah. at the movie. See what movie she was just recently in. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. We were we were talking about two different things just now, but I know what you're talking about now, though. Yeah, so like I'm sure the other movie is definitely triggers and stuff, but this mm-hmm. one was almost it. It was pretty triggering because you watch it; it's very traumatizing. Like it just it the beginning screwed my mind up. I was like, yeah. Cringing. And then when I saw the end, I was like, oh my god! It was it gave me like the get out moment. Yeah, like, it was. It's like a thriller. I'm not really big into watching um, thrillers and stuff like that anymore. I used to, but god. nah, I'm not fucking with. There is a there's another thriller that's out. I think Denzel Washington is in it. And Jared Leto. And I'm like, yeah, it probably is good, but I can't watch that shit. Girl, mm. thrillers are the ultimate thrill. Like, mm. I love a good thrill. Ooh, love- did you get to watch that? Talk to you about Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, I did watch that, yes. You did? 
Yeah, I watched it. What were your thoughts? Um, I mean, I loved it. I think it was an amazing film. I really love that. Fun. I love true stories because I, I like to go back story, and like yeah. dig. Because my favorite thing is going back and digging myself and like watching. So I like found the interview and like watched a whole another little documentary and shit um, about it. So that was very interesting. It was like, fuck, like, it's just like insane to see like this shit was real life, how they're really comparing the Black Panther Party to the KKK and like really making it seem like they were like bad people. It's just fucking mind boggling how this is like, not, it's a movie, but this shit really fucking happened. Like that shit is not like, that shit is for real, like that is really it just and that that just still ties into the shit with the dude in the interview like there's a lot of things that have been like systematically placed for us to think things on purpose for us you know to think like associate like black men black people with these drugs and make it seem like it's so bad and all this kind of shit like it's just it's very eye-opening i everyone should watch <laughs> this fucking movie like Judas and the Black Messiah. It's on HBO Max, or you can see it at a, in a movie theater. But yes, and I gotta find that other movie for you guys to check out. Check that out. Check this interview out. Yeah, it's called Annabellum. You're right, Annabella. So mm-hmm. it's like when you look at these things, you guys, but be present in the moment, right? Don't be on Instagram. Don't look at your fictitious life that you're trying to be pretending on life in, in social media for. But look deep down, because. All the stories are different, but have the same scenario of how you're mentally thinking, how you feel, but also it's betrayed in other ways. Like when I walk in the door in most places, if I'm the only one of my kind, what am I taken as? Am I just taken as me? Not necessarily, because naturally we're all jacked up and mentally because we don't like the other race for this or this does this they may have this like it's a lot of back in drama that we all face so like take into consideration those things and then make your own analyzation don't do what society says analyze your own way because me and Whitney have both worked in places that were predominantly other races but us like we've been those token black girls had no issues you know why because you stand confident within yourself and your confidence and your aura and your energy outweighs all that other bullshit in the room Mm -hmm. it cuts it out because the power within yourself Mm -hmm. cuts all that fucking chatter up i have never felt a way when i'm walking in a boardroom full of people with all types of money i haven't even seen in my bank account yet and i'm gonna do a presentation i might feel i might feel nervous yeah but I'm confident within myself and the abilities that I have and knowing that I have the power within me. And I think every culture struggles with power within themselves. Mm -hmm. Every culture. Yeah. I love like when he was like, as long as there's people, there's power or something like that. He said like, there was a lot of good like gems. I definitely want to go back and watch that movie again. I usually don't do that, but um, really awesome movie. And I think like just, they won a bunch of golden globes and shit yeah um, for that movie just yeah, last night it was so. it was great actors too mm-hmm. like everybody um like and that movie was amazing so yeah super tragic how it ended but it's kind of how that goes when you're someone that powerful they they want to get you out of there so 
Right. But isn't yeah. that life? Mm-hmm. Life is all about, and we live in a country that's full of power. So it didn't surprise me at all. It made me sad. Mm-hmm. But I knew, like, if you think about a lot of powerful leaders, I mean, powerful leaders, we're there today. Think about the leaders that had power, but now maybe back down on their power. And where are they today? Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to realize sometimes the power is so intense that you gain enemies along the way, but that's a part of what you fight for. When they say fight for justice, you have to know that you may have a short lifespan. And as individuals in the country that's loving on everything that we get to expose of money, life, and looking like we're having the best time of our life, we don't want to lose that. So when they say, oh, she went Hollywood, X, Y, and Z, because, hey, if one time she had power... But, hey, that, that fame and money and wanting to make sure their family was secure, they took a step back on fighting for justice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a real thing. And it's like whatever you believe in life, like no judgment, because apparently that's what we do in this country. We judge. Do you. Fight for what you want. Like, I don't expect anyone to have the beliefs I have. That's why they always say it's cheesy. Was like that's why they always say do whatever the fuck you want because people are gonna judge you anyway. Like you can't stop anyone from judging you, so just do it. That's why like for the podcast is like, I mean, obviously I'm not gonna come here and tell like my whole life, but it's like sometimes it's like just to be transparent because you're gonna judge me anyway, so I don't even give a fuck. And it's probably going to um connect with more people because you're actually being transparent and they're gonna be like damn that actually happened to me too or i did that too or you know what i'm saying like there's people there's just you connect more so i don't give a fuck (laughs) like that's really how i come into it like if the story comes to my mind i'm going to talk about it um how how do you feel about coming to america too I don't know. I don't know. All I can say is them sequels, though, like when they be trying to do a two for so many years, it can Mm -hmm. either go really good or really bad. Yeah. And I'm saying, I I just want to throw that out there. Please have the right actors and make sure you had a talented person to look over that script. I mean, because we know a lot of talented people out there. If y'all trying to get them big names and all that, it may not go how we want it to go. It has a lot of big names behind it. It comes out in like four days on Amazon Prime. We're going to have to see. What's going to be on HBO Max? No, Amazon Prime, girl. We locked in. Yeah, I know. But I I mean, a lot of big people, you know, they they shot it at Rick Ross's house, right? Shut up at my husband's house. Yeah, because he has like a huge, I think it was like uh, Evander Holyfield's old house. And it's so massive that they shot Coming to America 2 there. Yeah, pretty lit. But yeah, there's a lot of like huge names behind it. Like Tiana Taylor's in it and everything. Yeah. Ooh, that, it, it might be good because of all the people. Because I think if the storyline may not, I may not love, if I have a love for the artists mm-hmm. in there, they're going to change that view for me. Yeah. I saw like a little snippet and Charlemagne said he was happy. I think he said like something to the tune of like he was happy at the end. Kind of like insinuating that it wasn't good because they got to see it already. But uh, yeah, well, but everyone I'm, has I'm their own opinions. Everyone has their own opinions. Like I'm excited to see what the hell the shenanigan is, because I think like the premise is he has like a long lost son or something like that that comes out out of nowhere. Yeah, he has like a long lost son that comes out of nowhere. Um, 
so yeah there's like another like prince or whatever so yeah all right but yeah it's a bunch of people it's like it's star-packed girl so we got a few days and we'll see what it is i'm excited for that i'm gonna have to make a movie night out of that i didn't know i haven't really been keeping up but Mm -hmm. i'm excited for that i and i think that's one thing too so kind of a little off topic but i remember when lil wayne came out with his album after like a gazillion years right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everybody had all these like negative things to say and for the album was it my favorite no but when I listened to it, I had to realize that this is not the same Wheezy from back then. He grew in ways that we might have not grew with him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when y'all look at whatever movie, just know this is from like, when was that first movie? Yeah, like, come on. Times have changed. So don't go in it with the perception of it's going to be like the first one. It will never be like the first one because yeah. it's been such a long duration of time. It's been so like give- 30 years. Yeah, about two decades two decades because like, the movie yeah, came out like out. yeah yeah in the, 80s. in the 80s wow so i can't even i can't even say if i'm a, like number one i wasn't even born in the 80s okay mm-hmm. so like i know it's gonna be way 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 different and it's 2020 2021 we done went through a pandemic and everything it's about to be some shit up in there mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't even assume that it's gonna be the same like you just can't let me see. I'm looking up to see when it came out. 1988. Ooh, y'all. I was not born yet. And it's like, I can't even imagine being grown in 1988. And I wasn't even born yet. So, like, when a movie and production and movie and arts have grown so much since then. So, I know that they're going to try to tie in some of that new, innovative yeah like they're just going to like like the visuals of it so far look beautiful like you know because i mean it's a fucking eddie murphy movie so you know the budget is there like you know what i'm saying so it's gonna be like over the top but i feel like sometimes it can be like too over the top but yeah okay i gotta see when this coming out because now i'm like yeah girl i'll send you the shit on instagram um yeah people been posting about it let me see okay Ooh, y'all, it's gonna be good, y'all. I'm I'm excited. Okay, I'm excited, so I'm ready. I'm ready, y'all. Come it's starting. Okay, March fifth. March fifth. I had to look it up. March fifth. I'm excited for this. Yeah. So it's going down. So I I mean, whoever's ready. Um, we might have to go live on this. It's Friday. It's going down. <laughs> I, I might need to have me a movie night for Coming America too because I'm dying. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I definitely need to make a night of it for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got me hyped just thinking about it. Okay, thinking about that. So we had the verses this weekend. You mm-hmm. text me. You're like verse today. I'm like, oh snap! Like I forgot all about it. And then when I finally jumped on. I first thing I text Whitney was, okay, this code is giving me life. <laughs> like, this code is fire as D'Angelo was such a vibe. Mm-hmm. And I just was loving his everything about his vibe. Like, outfits, the people he had come out is not who I thought he was going to have come yeah. out at all. So like, it was 
the verses it was d'angelo and friends he was at the apollo which i thought was super dope it took me a while to like notice that his placement on the stage was like where it was the visuals behind was kind of fucking me up maybe because i was drinking 19 crimes every time i drink 19 crimes that shit does something to me like i go it's just (laughs) i don't know if it's infused with something snoop but that shit be putting me over but um yeah (laughs) but i was really curious about the friends part like who is it gonna be like what is what is this um because at first like the dj was really good too the dj before that's always a good sign because sometimes the djs before be trash but i was like in between watching that and um watching drink champs so it was like the new drink champs with like uh deb antony and big U. that shit is was so good so I was like really it was hard for me to get away from drink champs because it was getting so good. But then even it wasn't until probably Method Man and Red Man came out that I really gave it my full attention because drink champs was that good. But um then I was like, all right, I gotta I'm I gotta be fully locked in. But Method Man is fine as fuck. I was like, damn, can we just have him? Like, D'Angelo can leave. Because his, his, I see that little belly under that coat. Method Man can stay. Sorry, D. (laughs) Sorry, D. I'm just kidding. But yeah, that was dope. I love that Method Man and Red Man came out. They look amazing. I'm like, I would love to go to a Method Man and Red Man show. That shit would be fire. Yeah, I think I, I love Method Man even more because like he's really into acting now and like you just see more of his personality and i think that's hella hella dope he's actually a really good actor to me Mm -hmm. i think he did great um and yes he's beautiful i think you know we ain't gonna go on bodies (laughs) but i just liked uh the vibe of that coat no the vibe was it was the whole vibe like i was very sexy with all the candles i was like okay like you got the sarag you got the like you got a lot and he had the uh the black girl magic wine yeah it was lit and i thought about us i was like oh my god we already Mm -hmm. had that yeah i really felt like it like it was really like for the ladies like it really was like a nice sexy vibe like after a while like i just had my airpods in and i was just vibe i didn't even wasn't even didn't care didn't care about even looking at it like i was just chilling it really was a nice um a nice vibe and he was fucking so excited when her came out he was like through the roof. I'm like, this nigga has a fucking crush on her. He's obsessed. He was like, I love you. Like he was starstruck when she came out. I love her. When mm-hmm. she came out, I was like, oh my god. Like I, I love her. I'm obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. I think she is an amazing artist. Her aura, her vibe, you can feel it in anything that you're doing. And that is so much power. Like, she is all about her music. Her voice is fucking phenomenal. Like, I'm, I know you was shook mm-hmm. because if you watch her as an artist, and I think they, they have a different respect for these artists now coming up. Like, when they're not tainted by all the fame and they can stay in that musical zone, that is the most beautiful thing anyone could ask for i love music Mm -hmm. and i feel like some of them you know we fall into our trap of the attention blah blah blah. her she liked that but she is in her music like this is her jam like i like um who else reminds me of like in their jam um you know like your jill scott's like she is Mm. she still has 
huge fame, mm-hmm. but she ain't overdoing it because the music is her soul. It's like in mm-hmm. their soul. Mm-hmm. But she Ugh. does, and she be doing all, everything else. Like Jill Scott is amazing. I love women that sing within their soul. Hey, shout out to women again. It is our mm-hmm. month. It's like she's every- like like a Jasmine Sullivan is like a soul. Like she be like soul. putting everything out there. Like Jasmine Ugh, I love it. Sure. Like a Erica, right? Erica mm-hmm. Badu. Like everyone thinks she's all these things because her her soul is everything. She's not trying to please y'all. Mm-hmm. She gonna come out in a dashiki, a bashiki, a koshiki. <laughs> she don't care. <laughs> She's coming out with everything she wants because it's all about the music. She don't care about what y'all think. Y'all better call Tyrone and say she don't give a fuck, okay? <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, when she, like, that guitar comes out, it's like, damn, she was about to get lit. We about to get in this thing. Yeah. I liked I lo- it. It was really nice. And, like, the last song, like, his voice is just, like perfection that would be like a dream i was thinking about that like two kids like sing at your wedding like deanne so my people just based off of the verses because it was right there d'angelo her and i love tank's voice mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he has a very like that would very be good voice that would be beautiful i love Tank. i think i would do oof I would do a music soul child, mm. Anthony Hamilton, mm. her, and Janelle Aiko. Ooh. Um, music soul child was just on um, 85 South Show. But I could not. Was be- it really? Oh, my God. I have to watch I was, it. Yeah, I couldn't get into the interview, though. I think I was just distracted. You know, I love 85 South. But I just couldn't yeah. fucking get into um his interview for some reason but i'll try again because he's pretty dope and i haven't seen him like out i don't really see him in interviews like that so it was like okay they got music so they have they have a lot of good guests on their show for real yeah Ooh. so i don't know wait y'all have well maybe different because y'all just went through a whole fucking winter storm but (laughs) (laughs) i was watching the news and they said our like carowinds are like theme park it's on like the South Carolina, North Carolina border is like reopening for like the season. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty interesting that all this shit is like, I mean, they got to make their money, but how does that work? Amusement parks in COVID, like, you know, you're sitting in the seat, like that's a whole bunch of shit that you're doing. Um, I'm sorry to inform everyone listening is that <laughs> um, the world is going to open up quite intensely in the summer um and there will be no extra sanitation precautions they're not going to hire any more people people want their money back and it is up to you america us as america get your disinfecting wipes get your spray wipe the shit down sit the fuck down (laughs) wear your mask take your vitamins be healthy, do your shit. America is opening. You know why? Because every time I turn my back, there is a vaccine stamp card on somebody's post. And so what America is doing is they're saying, you know what? Hey, we need 70% of the country to put this shit in their arm so we can get the fuck back out there and we can live our life. And they are ready. Everyone's like, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me up right now. <laughs> So just like all the drugs that were like, oh, my God, the heroin. Oh, my God, the meth. Oh, my God. Right. One shooting up the, the COVID vaccine. Amen to all of you guys. Everybody that does drugs. Amen to everybody. But um, 
just know that America's opening. And so if you're scared of the Rona, it's it's on you to get your, your wipes and to learn some natural ways to get that immune system up. PSA for America. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can do for real. Like, I mean, that's real. all you can do. But I can tell because I was like... Um, I've been hearing a lot like, oh, we're gearing up, we're gearing up. I'm like, what y'all gearing up for? Girl, because that's what I'm telling you, everyone. We've been cooped up for a fucking year. That's what I'm telling you. Everyone is ready to get the fuck out. They're ready to go out. They're ready to spend money. They're ready to do, do, do. People already have been going out of the country and doing as much as they can, but it's about to go down. Like, they're just talking about Vegas. Like, Vegas preparing for more visitors and stuff like that. Like, one of my homegirls, she's going to Vegas Thursday. Like, people, I mean, this one of my other coworkers, she was just in Vegas this past weekend. Like, people have been going. Like, but it's just, it's just going to be more, because it's going to be less restrictions and stuff like that this summer. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. It's, it's going to be definitely more flexible. Um, the vaccine is in a lot of people already. And so, economically, we're feeling more confident to send people out in the world knowing that they have some type of precaution. And as America, we are definitely um, wanting um, to open up the economy, right? Like that's what you're, every, everybody, everybody in society wants America to open. They got families out here that need things. Um, so shout out to FEMA. When we had our winter storm, um, a lot of people in Texas had a lot of damages and things like that and we have a system in place called fema um to work through those things they were offering people to get their pipes all you know helping my people get their money back from all their damages mm-hmm. but also what they came in with the damages because i don't watch the news but the one time i do you get all this information at one time is um they were like oh yeah we got you know water we're we're gonna have water stations we have heating stations as well as we're gonna have money for repairs but we're also bringing in three hundred thousand or what another no three thousand vaccines i'm like damn how the vaccine come into one storm but it's here y'all uh-huh. so um they, they're just coming with the shit. So apparently, like, the state of Texas have, like, reached its limit of vaccinations to give out. But FEMA came in town for the winter storm, whatever, plus some vaccinations. So more people were able to get their shots. So shout out to FEMA for coming through with not one thing, but two. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this thing so this is as of today right dash this is a story so our governor whatever his name is <laughs> governor, McMaster. governor mcmaster i'm just kidding y'all government governor mcmaster he says that our because we had like a curfew on our bars so now bars can serve alcohol past 11 p.m um and large gatherings no longer require approval and this starts today or did it already start it starts today so pretty much you can still drink what is it last calls at like what 130 back again which i didn't under what is the what was the point of having the the ban at 11 p.m is it because people get more drunk after that time or like why? It would just slow down the congregation of people. 
so this is Dash. That's me. Our engineer. <laughs> he also bartends, so he's really in food and bev actively. Yeah. Well, not well. We're all in food and bev, but you know, he's a bartender right now. Yeah, I'm out. Here. <laughs> so it stops the congregation of people maybe when they're more like belligerent so they won't spread it is that what it is i'm guessing that was his his whole spill behind the wanting to have the one o'clock excuse me 11 o'clock um curfew but for me i think it's it, it made more sense it made restaurants or establishments that wanted to be more on the food and drink side mm -hmm. like making it more a restaurant if your identity isn't kind of like a a club like flat out club it's mm -hmm. more of like a dive bar or if it's more of a like a hangout spot you you know where other food and bad people can come hang out and shit like that like if that's your establishment yeah like i think you should still close at 11. Mm -hmm. if i think clubs should you know if y'all want to take that gamble close that too cool but for me i think you know my the restaurant i'm working at they want kitchen closed at 12 and fucking the bar closed at 2 a.m again mm. with three day notice like we got three days worth like he let us know what uh friday yeah that was friday yeah so everybody got hyped in charge this past weekend i think everybody like even in when i went past um my bar or whatever they were like yeah people were asking for requests for songs like thinking we're about to get back to like the old days and shit like and it's like nah bro like COVID's still real wow and that's what people fail to realize like you will people are still dying from this shit yeah yes and, and i mean georgia all surrounding areas, Florida, Charlotte, all that shit, y'all. Stay the fuck out of South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come here. Do stay not, there. <laughs> do, do not come to South Carolina right now. Like, our governor tripping. <laughs> this, this old man tripping, man. Like, we should have got this nigga the fuck out of here. But that's neither here or there. <laughs> like, for real. Because it's just... it. Just how, like, when everyone's like, oh, Miami's so open. And they don't have, like, oh, da-da-da. Like, everyone locks there and it's like all like cases just start spiking 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 because we're trying to go out but all y'all are coming here not wearing your mask not doing what you're supposed to be doing and then it's just like fuck like we have to be smart guys <laughs> like we have to be smart about it oh my goodness but. dallas has been open like for like a minute we're not like fully open we still have like a capacity restriction but any bar any place can stay open to 2 a.m we don't mm -hmm. have any curfews but like it just has a capacity so it helps with the social distance but every like the people be out you but yeah he said no it says no we have, a, we have a mask mandate though like even if you walk to the bathroom you're to wear your mask now they're not gonna overly beat you down if you don't but you're supposed to wear a mask like anytime you get up from your table. Anytime you walk, you're supposed to wear your mask. If you're sitting down, you don't have to. Mm. Yeah. No. Like, people, I mean, I don't know if that's, if we have that here, but people definitely do not follow that at all. Yeah, they don't do it all the time. But I do see, like, a lot of places I do see it happening. Like, I think it's like a 50 50. Um, and depending on the place, like if they have, they sometimes have a place, 
places that people like regulate just that your mask so it really just kind of depends but our governor is uh governor abbott um which i really love he's actually in a wheel a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and i love that because you know people that have special needs like it gives you that opportunity to realize that you can do do anything in america right um so i'm always pro that um but like he was fighting i don't y'all heard about the texas winter storm there are several people still without water right now and we had no power we had no water in millions of homes in texas millions of people why because texas decided that the biggest state was going to have its own electricity center like because we just so fabulous and so republican that we decided we're gonna have our own place and we're gonna have electricity oh but wait we're not ready for winter storms oh but wait we're not built for this so shit went crumbling down. Oh, but wait, my problem is, is that we all have plenty of time to repair. When we realized that our shit was not tight, we should have the people from NY fly down here. We got the money. We got the money. We Republican the state yeah. over here. We got the money. Have them fly and teach us what they do for winter storms. But, you know, of course, we don't do that because that will require us to think. And America doesn't think. But anyways... So he was fighting because they now want to raise our electricity bills, y'all. They want to raise our electricity bills because our country or our state decided we weren't prepared for winter storms. So now all the people that didn't have electricity, instead of saying, you know what, let's go down and decrease from the fuckeration that just went down right now. We're going to increase so we can now put that extra money into making sure we're prepared. No, 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 no. This hasn't happened in years, you guys. Like over seven years, it's got this cold. Seven years. So now you're going to tell me that we're in a pandemic where most of Americans are unemployed. You're going to increase pricing. Wrong timing, bro. When the economy was booming, it was a great time to increase pricing and have a little pot of extra gold that we could have pulled out of our ass out of nowhere. Right. Like that's economy, economic plan. We didn't do that. Yeah, so we're all getting paired because when we have really crazy like winners, we have to we're gonna know we're all gonna burn to death <laughs> in the summer because the summers get really hot here. We have it's like Facts. dry heat. Facts. It's yeah. dry heat. Facts. It's insane. Like when I tell you like no wind, we have no water, no wind. We are going to burn to death. Like Stop I remember saying I that. Here, the first year. The first year, y'all, I would walk down the stairs, and before I got to my car, I was already sweating. I mean, that's how it is here. It gets hot as fuck here, too. It was 100. Y'all have a beach? Y'all have water? Y'all have a breeze? Yeah, Richard Rada by water. They're not. Okay, I get it. I mean, I know. I'm not trying to, like, say it's the same, but we be having really hot shit, too, though. It gets fucking hot as fuck. It be hot as fuck. So think about your hot shit, but hotter, because... We decide to just build all these buildings everywhere. So it's just like no yeah. even room if the air wanted to naturally breathe in here. You got 80,000 buildings like in a trap hole covering up mm-hmm. all the breeze that are going to come. Mm-hmm. That's what happens to us. Hey, but Aaron, y'all just went through like a devastating time in, in Texas, right? You know, with yeah, the snow. Yeah, it was with a like, disaster. And y'all don't even have snow plows because y'all not used to having snow. Correct. True. Yeah. So. True. We we don't have snow. 
to educate us on what that was like, like for your experience as far as this major storm, because a lot of people was devastated. A lot of people didn't know to run their water at night because, you know, freezing pipes, those pipes burst. Um, electricity bills are out, out skyrocketing. Water bills are skyrocketing. Um, what What is it like? What's the temperature like in, in, in Texas right now? <laughs> right now, we're about like, uh, I think it was like 50, right? So last week, is the craziness started on Valentine's Day um, as far as the snow coming. Before then, we were already at like 17 degrees, 10 degrees. It was like getting there, right? But then the snow came, and so now it's going to stick. But usually in Dallas, the most we get is like icy storms, which are like fake snow, you know, the, the snow, but then it turns into ice, and it's just very slippery, mm-hmm. which when that happens, regardless, we always kind of shut down anyway, but it's a little bit lighter because why? The sun comes out usually for us very, very quickly. This has been the longest, like, legit snow on the ground, slippery. I tried to drive, and my car was like, uh, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. It's not going to happen because it's, it's real out here on these streets. Um, so for what, it, what I would say, we're not prepared because we really, a lot of places, we don't get seasons like you guys do. Like, we don't get snow. Like, this snow was like a one in a seven years. We are not prepared for this. Um, and so when people knew the stuff was coming, they decided they're going to go to the grocery store. And so, you know what it was? It was Corona all over again. You know, everybody wants to get the gas, like everybody was at the gas station, everybody at the grocery store. There is nothing on the shelves. The lines are ridiculously long around the corner, like to the point where your Walmart is closed. Your, your grocery stores are closed. There's nothing to give you and they're, they're done. So it was hard because you have a lot of Americans that don't have lights. I was luckily to have lights and water. I don't even know what part of the grid I'm on apparently, because that's a huge thing here. My sister that legit lives around the corner, like one street over, I could walk to her house, had no lights, but had water. And my mom lives around the corner, had lights and water, but she's a little bit closer to a hospital, so I feel like hers could have come from the hospital grid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was hard, right? Like I had one of my friends um, come over here with her kids because they had no electricity, and like they've dealt with it for more than you know two days of just sitting there trying to figure out like what's life. You bought all this food to be stocked up and ready, right. but then how does it? when oh we bought all this stuff to be at home but now all of a sudden we have no electricity and we had no plan to get it back um it was devastating and then you have to think about all the older people and then people don't think about pipes and to be quite honest like we build a lot of residential properties here so if you are sharing a water pipe with another residential property and that is an empty vacant area or they travel or they live life like your pipes are busting and a lot of of big apartment and rental places were busted because they're on a flexible type of term so um then people just aren't educated on how to survive in winter we're not used to this i've lived in dallas texas what twice in my life i've moved and I've never seen snow last more than a day. 
Now we got five. Yeah. We we all going crazy. Mm-hmm. Restaurants can't open. Everything. I'm getting emails. Close, 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 close. Like, don't drive. Don't do this. Because, number one, we don't know how to drive even in the rain. So you put some snow out there. We It's going down. Like, it it. It was disastrous because some people right now to this day still don't have water because we're not able to fix the repairs in a timely fashion. Go into that into what I do right now for work is I am into staffing, right? So we are able to do anything under the sun. Um, and so recently I've had to work with respiration and restoration and like of different areas. So we've been doing schools, apartments, homes, like Damage out of the Wuha pipes, breaking ceilings, caving in. It is insane. And we have people that may not necessarily do this on the regular, but we're teaching them on site how to pull up carpet, drill wow. holes, repair to get construction workers out because they're now overloaded with work. So any little thing that we can do to help, which pulling the carpet up so you can put new carpet down, that is now a necessity. Before it was like, no, I'm going to do it all to get my profit. No, it's like, hey, we need you Mm. to pull this up because that's the easy part because now we got to lay this down for you plus 200,000 homes in the area. Mm. It is still crazy. And in Dallas, uh, my VP said that right now is the most profitable in the construction um, and restoration business because there's so much damages around the city. DFW is a huge, 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 huge area. And so it is so much repairs and work to do that it has brought so much money into those industries from the amount of repairs that need to be done. Mm. Yeah, it's insane. Um, yeah, usually like time of like when natural disasters and stuff happen, like if you're in any of those fields, it's definitely spikes up for sure. I remember that like when we have like hurricanes and stuff here, um, people that I work with, they would, for example, her boyfriend had like some kind of construction company. So they'd go out and help and people would pay them to board up their houses and they'd make so much money like before and after the storms and stuff so that's crazy well still prayers for dallas like it's always yeah, like the prayers for texas you guys yeah and for, like, ta- for texas know, my bad if you know anyone in the dallas area like just reach out you know it may not be anything that you could physically do if you don't live here but just even the reach out i find that to be very helpful um in different ways like just help Mm-hmm. Find people that need clothing, find people that need something and know that, you know, we are we prepared? No, but life happens, you guys, every day. The Rona happened, life happened. We didn't have no food on the shelves. People were like You're- shopping in the dark, I saw on the news. That was crazy. Girl, uh, one of the Kroger's, um, it's a grocery store here called Kroger's. They had no lights. All the food, the like, you know, the cold food's going to go bad. They put it all outside just for people to take. Oh, that's dope. At least they did that. Shit. Yeah, I was ha- happy. But you know what? We also live in a greedy-ass world. That's going to take everything they can get versus what they only need. Yeah, or I'm sure they're going to take it and sell it. Like, like 
just yeah. let everybody have some. But yeah, um, I was super grateful to even have lights. Like I'm like, Ugh, I don't know how I got so blessed to have lights, but I'm I'm down for it. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm a whoever need to come over. I'm ready. I'm mm-hmm. ready for y'all because it was that bad. Yeah. No, I was super happy that your friend got to come over there because yeah, really it, it, it was like um, there is something that I wrote down. It was like when stuff doesn't work out, well, you think it doesn't work out. It really does work out. Like, you know, even though like, obviously that's a, you know, horrible thing that happened, but like you were able to be there for someone. So for a single mom and her family, they could have just been sitting there for five days with like nothing, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. So they had you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they had you to help and like, you know, you were still able to connect with her in a different way. Like you guys pretty much helped each other in this, in the whole thing so you know you just gotta it's yeah. like about perspective just the way you look at it and your yeah. attitude towards it and get out of your own shit people like i've known this girl since high school mm-hmm. and you know have we been amazingly close the whole time absolutely not but we have that friendship that me and you talked about whitney that we're just gonna pick up every time like we never left mm-hmm. that's the friendship that we have and i think um you know with her being here she also like she, kind of gave me insight of how she sees me like hey this is just who you are and I've learned how to deal with your person and I'm like that's dope that's the way it should be mm-hmm. because I've dealt with your like we both it doesn't have to be any type of way love people for who they are and not for who you want them to be yeah Fact. like dope ass woman hella smart and we don't have to talk every day. Like, bitch, you need to come over, have some wine. Come over, have some wine. Let's just make it an extended trip. Because you know? <laughs> I show bust out the wine the first day. Oh, like, hell yeah. Especially, I know, like, when we, like, would have our storms, it's all about the hurricane party. Like, we're partying. Like, liquor store is crazy. Party girl, the liquor store was closed, y'all. Woo. Oh, Lord. Liquor store was closed, y'all. It was so funny because I'm like, dang, I know everybody going crazy to liquor store. Yeah, liquor store closed. That's a whole girl. Liquor store and Chick Fil A was closed. I knew it was real, y'all. Y'all can't get no Chick Fil A and no liquor. Woo! Shit, real. That's that's tragic. It was real. Sheesh! I could get no waffle fries. Damn. Waffle fries, y'all. And I like that they got the brownie. You know I love desserts. Yes. That Ooh. mac and cheese is pretty fire, though. It's alright. I had a bad experience with it, so. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had it in a while, and I just got it the day. I was like, dang, it's it's real cheesy, though. Yeah, it was. It happened a long time ago, but. <clears throat> you know, sometimes you just have that bad experience, and you don't want to go back. But I found this story. So, <clears throat> Aaron, have you ever dined and dashed? Mm-mm. Never. I don't think I have either. Wait, dined? Wait, wait, wait. Dine and dash, like you ordered and you did not pay. Like you got the ticket and you just skirt, skirt. Kinda. Okay, kind of. <laughs> I don't think I've ever dined and dashed. I don't think I have. Nothing comes to mind. But this LA restaurant, they had to close after a high tech dine and dash scheme. Mm. This is like obviously during COVID. So pretty much, you know, you can do online ordering. So mm-hmm. what they would do is like a week after they would dispute 
the charges. And people kept doing it over and over and over. Like, it was, like, the thing to do at this restaurant. So it, like, pretty much made them close. Because, you know, pretty much everyone's getting shit for free. That's so fucking savage. Like, people just... That's beyond They don't realize, like, doing, like... Either they realize it or not, but, like, that's just not cool. That's not cool. Not, okay, not dispute. I've, I haven't gotten to that extent, but that's pretty savage. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, that's... like tr- um, right. That's, like, the new age of dining and dashing. Like. Yeah. Yeah. The only damning, the, the only dash that I did is I remember I went to the spot and I think I got like really shitty service. I was really intoxicated and I had ordered food and I realized I really didn't want it. And so I left because I didn't want it, but I didn't nearly, I didn't eat it. So I looked at it, it looks good, but I was like, I realized I was really intoxicated and it was just time for me to go. So I called an Uber and I left the bar and I didn't say anything because I was intoxicated. So... Um, that was the only experience, but technically they could get it comp because, you know, yeah. I need it. But, um, yeah, that was my only experience from that. But I would not dispute my credit card. Now, if I don't like something, I might call the manager over and get that thing off. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're gonna, so you're ordering food to go and disputing it. Ugh, that sucks. That yeah. absolutely sucks because... I would never even think of that, like, bro. I, I wouldn't think of that either because in my mind, most I guess from my own personal experience, when somebody mad, they just going to curse us out bad enough that we just do a comp at that point. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. That that right there is a next level savage shit. So if you're doing that shit, stop. Yeah, that's deep. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Like, fuck. Like, why do people think of all these ways to, like, try to scam the system or, like, it's like, this is someone's fucking livelihood that just had to close because you don't want to pay for your fucking food and you probably have a bank account full of money. Well, one thing I've learned... Or go to the grocery store and buy your own food. Like, it's just, it's just fucking stupid. Karma <laughs> is still a bitch, you guys. And Woo! she's still... To visit. She'll get you. Oh my god, that bitch will get she you. She still comes to visit. <laughs> In ways that you don't even think. Like sometimes it's like it don't even be worth the argument. It's not even worth going back and forth. You know, it's like what I'm not gonna do is go back and forth because karma, she gonna do it for me. Like I don't even gotta Yeah. Raise my voice, like act crazy. Like, you good? Yeah, you good. That's <laughs> karma is still a thing, you guys. Just in case you forgot, it's still a thing. Mm, that's so sad. But I hope they're gonna they're gonna bounce back better than ever. Yeah, for sure. That's that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Please, you guys, support your local businesses. Um, that doesn't mean just go cause a ruckus um, and go home. Support. <laughs> like the food if you don't like the food don't go back and like PSA like if you know that you are that person that complains every time you go out I think it's just best that you get on YouTube University learn how to cook some meals yourself and keep your complaining ass at home yeah 
Facts. That's a thing. So, Aaron, you sent me this thing. It was like how to, whenever you flush your toilet, it, it'll <laughs> smell good, right? Yeah. So it's so cute. I'm like, fuck, I need to go to the store and get a thing. Because my Fabuloso is just big. I got like the big one mm-hmm. or whatever. And I don't know. I don't know if I like the smell of pine salt, but but they have other like stuff that I could use to substitute. So I was like, this is mm-hmm. such a good little hack, right? Yeah. So at first he said pine salt or Febreze. So I'm like, ooh, Febreze has a, a liquid thing, which they probably do. But at the end he said he meant to say Fabuloso. Yeah, yeah. So that made me think about um, just Fabuloso because, you know, we use it for like, I don't know, it was just a black thing. But like not only do we use it to like clean our floor, like some people will like literally boil it on their stove to like make their house smell good. So I've done that like a million times. So when I lived in Tampa, I was actually like living um, with my boyfriend at the time. Right. Well, we lived together. So um one day like he was so proud of himself i think i just came back from like class or something he was so proud of himself for like making breakfast so it was like grits eggs bacon you know like the standard breakfast right so i was like cool um i was eating it and he was just so proud of his grits right and i was like i mean i'm like you know they're fine i was like but they taste a little weird (laughs) i was like i don't know why but they just (laughs) just taste different (laughs) So he was like, why? Because he was so hyped about it. He was like, no, they don't. Like, they taste fine. Like, da da da. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm just still eating. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know if I can eat this because something fucking, something's not right with this fucking grits. And he was like, pissed. He was like, everything's fine. Like, it tastes good. And like, cause he was so pumped about making this fucking breakfast. I'm like, dog, like, I'll eat everything else, but I'm not eating these grits. Like, it's not right. So I'm just like, what like trying to like what the fuck did you put in this like this is not right so it turns out he used the same pot that i had boiled fabuloso in to make the grits that's why they tasted funny because you know like once you have that pot you use for fabuloso that's the only thing that you could use that pot for because like the 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 smell like it's burnt it's like in there so there's, there's, that's just the fabuloso pot forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I don't think he just didn't know. He didn't know it. He just thought it was just a pot. Oh, oh my, God. my God. I was like, let me stop. Like, I was like, it tastes like I'm eating chemicals. Like, I couldn't. It is crazy because when you don't know, <laughs> that's what it is. I'm like, it tastes kind of sweet. Like, I don't know what the fuck this taste is. I was fucking eating fabuloso grits the whole time. Let me ask you this. Did he know how to make white rice? I don't remember. Hmm. Probably not. How? What? What? What that mean? That's a deal breaker. If he, yeah. if the person knows how to make white rice or not. If you can't make rice, out my face. Ooh. I know a lot of niggas that know how to make rice. So you telling me that's <laughs> that's part of the qualifications? Out your face. Yeah. If you, can't, if you can't cook rice without burning it out my face. Mm, that, that, okay, ladies. Okay, ladies. I, we need you to email us ASAP. ASAP. H-E-Y-H-Q-S at Gmail. Because I need to know, do you man cook? And does he know how to make white rice? As I'm dying to know. Or um, inbox us on IG because I know a lot of niggas that don't know how to make no rice. 
So I'm curious. Now, am I the only one? You know a lot of guys that do know or that they don't, don't know? don't know how to make white rice. So uh, don't, don't know how to cook that well. Like, they can cook the basics. Like, and rice is pushing it. It is. I feel like I I understand what you're saying, Dash, because I feel like there's probably a lot of women that don't know how to make white rice without burning it. Um, I'm a rice connoisseur. I like knowing how to cook to make things like i just but i it just it when i grew up like i used to help my grandma like make everything whether it was literally like snapping peas mashing eggs to make whatever salad it was cleaning shrimp like collard greens cleaning the shit like that's the shit that you did on the weekends to prepare for sunday Sunday dinner dinner. yeah like you did that the whole weekend to prepare so like Mm -hmm. that's the kind of shit i grew up doing so it's just natural and my girl well, my my granny that one who i did that with like she already has passed away but my grandma bless up. um bless up my grandma who's living now like the same thing with her at her house like the legit same thing but she i talked to her and she was like her first oh she grew up like totally different like chickens all that shit like she learned how to do everything from like the mud okay so but her first husband he didn't believe in anything out the box so she literally and this is like back in the day when like you know the men were very like you know mm. so she had to she had to know how to make everything from scratch like everything and aaron you know like my obsession (laughs) with learning how to make things from scratch like anything as simple as like pancakes I want to know how to make it from scratch. There's no fucking box mix. And like literally for months, I literally made pancakes every Saturday, perfecting my fucking recipe because I'm crazy like that. But I got it down. Like I know if I want banana pancakes, if I want to, like I got every single thing down. I don't need any box. I got like everything. I know how to do it. But, and she told me and she was like, it's not that like, I was always an amazing cook. Like I messed up all the time. I burned stuff all the time, but y'all were not alive then. Like now she's amazing because she's had all the years to practice, but she was like, just do it. Go in there, practice. You're going to burn some shit up, but who cares? Like try again. Like it's lit. So get in the kitchen, y'all. Stop going. Well, still go out and support your local businesses, but like still eat like, cook your own shit at home like i know i'm always like bringing shit from other places but it's just one day out of the week i be i cook <laughs> like every other day all the time i'm actually always tired of cooking because i'm i don't like washing all the dishes that come with it so yeah yes, get out I and say cook. find that moderation you know like yeah i cook but i'm i'm also like a bulk cooker sometimes because I don't want to be in the kitchen every day because my lifestyle doesn't is not conducive to that. So mm-hmm. if you already know you're busy, like cook a multitude of things at one time while you even have the energy and creativity to get in the kitchen. Like I'll cook a whole bunch of different things at one time because I ha- I'm in the mood to mm-hmm. cook music. So I want to take advantage of that versus the day that I'm not in the mood and I might want to get takeout. So just have that balance. But if your spouse is not cooking and you don't cook either, this is a situation that needs to be addressed. Please DM us and we will find a local restaurant to give you guys a personalized cooking class. (laughs) We we will. (laughs) Somebody's hearing this that 
that's gonna do it because I on my on my uh, vision board is some chefs, and I definitely plan on having great things come along with those chefs. But two people in the household that's hungry that don't cook is just a disaster. That so if you guys are in that a disaster and you need some relief hit up hospitality queens and let me see what we can do we can do a virtual cooking class we could go on youtube shit y'all people been loving this um fucking tiktok i can't fuck with tiktok recipes i did one and that shit made my stomach hurt but this like it's like this feta pasta have you seen that yeah yeah um but i heard it was good See, I don't really be on TikTok talk like that, but I'll find like something that somebody posted on Instagram and I'll try to look at her or whatever. But um, I'm not a pasta person, so pasta ain't gonna really be for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just not a pasta eater. Um, and honestly, I'm one of those really creative eaters that you might not want to come to my house if you ain't trying to be on the vibe I want. Yeah, when I saw it, I was thinking about substitutes. I'm like, you could just make it with veggies instead of making it with the pasta. Um, yeah. It's, like, very simple, but I was like, I could really make this, but with broccoli instead of pasta or some shit like that. Yeah, I like the substitutes because sometimes, you guys, especially when you're trying to be, like, if you want to stay ready and don't have to get ready, like, summer's here, bikini season's here. Like, I, I, I just don't have time for the pasta and the bread don't like me. So um, we just have to stay away. Facts. They don't like me, y'all. Yeah, I love bread. I've been eating a lot of bread, but I gotta literally cut it out after today. It don't like me. Yeah, I, I, I only had one piece of bread at Perry's, which they have bomb, bomb whipped butter. I love, love whipped <laughs> butter. It's like amazing, and they had that bomb. And I only had one little slice, y'all, and it was like the end slice. It was like the butt slice. It wasn't even like the big mm-hmm. slice. Yes, the butt slice because- is the best to me. Cause I was like, dang y'all, y'all, I don't need this. But it's you had to indulge. I don't need this. You had to indulge though. I had to have one piece. I'm still fighting off like all the wing stop I ate during quarantine, <laughs> so I just don't have the flexibility anymore to have it because me and the wing stop fries are still trying to get back right because my body type is just a little extra. Fries is tough for me it's like fries and fried chicken as you guys know are the death of me yeah i'm addicted to fries yeah when i was when i was listening to that interview today and like how they were so disgusted with they were worried about like what you put in your body and i just kept thinking like yo dog like we put so much like manufactured foods in our body Mm -hmm. and that's why i'm kind of like anti everything else because i personally know that the foods that i put in are not the best for me and probably are doing all types of things so i personally just don't want to add fuel to the fire like i can handle the foods that i'm putting in trying to work that off i don't feel like my body is ready for anything extra yeah than that and so when i said i was gonna die from the chicken wing you guys it was because that was real because that's legit my addiction if I'm addicted to anything, take me to AA for having a good chicken wing um, with some great sauce. Dip it in fries. <laughs> like, that's an addiction for me. So, yeah. judge yeah. me for that, you know. Because 
I'm going down. I need AA if you think that I'm not going to go to the Chicken Wing Festival when when <laughs> quarantine is over. That is on my bucket list, and I will be in Buffalo, New York. We should put at the you chicken- in the, um, the wing eating contest. You think you do good um, that? I, I, I want to... I want to have intimacy with my wings. I don't really want to have like you a fat love affair. Mm. So you need. I, I need it to be intimate. Yeah, you don't go for the gusco. You need like foreplay and all that. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. So I'm not a chicken wing eat contest because I'm trying to make love to the chicken wings. I'm trying to feel the flavor. I want to taste the sauce. Take like, your time. Yeah, and if they got some bomb ranch, like I need to be able to taste that. I don't want to inhale it. You know. Talk to me nice. So you. shout out to Buffalo, New York. I'm coming for you when this Rona is over. I am going to the Chicken Wing Festival. Anyone that wants to go with me, slide in my DM. Oh my God, we didn't talk about the fucking cocktails, bitch. Oh, you guys, we have been sipping. Oh my God, so <laughs> we got Mexican. Is it called Mexican Mules? Yeah, Mexican Mules. Mexican Mules. So we've I've made two. So the first, well, not today. The first one I made, um, just experimenting with it because it's my first time making a Mexican mule. I had some fresh jalapenos. Yeah. I'm I muddled that with simple syrup and mint. I think so. I muddled that and then I put in the tequila. Um, using the Espelon Reposado ice in the copper mug um and then ginger beer we have goslings this week but last week i brought just whatever the fuck was at the grocery store didn't have goslings um and then it was pretty good it was spicy i wanted to do something a little different because i saw a bunch of different like recipes online for it but then this week i just kept it simple oh and then i put some contro in it as well so this week i didn't have the jalapeno so i just did Tequila, a little bit of simple Contro, ice, goslings, and a mint to garnish. Yum. Jalapenos was a nice touch. I just did um, simple lime and ginger beer with Espelone as well, but that jalapeno sounds pretty fire. Um, I need to try that. I love jalapeno like oh. cocktail. Girl, did you watch or have you been watching Housewives of Atlanta? Of course. I love them. So I haven't been watching it at all, but I was, I think it was still like, I was watching something and they referenced it. And I was like, oh fuck, I forgot it was even on. So I kind of, I binged it. So I watched like all the episodes. I don't think I saw the latest, latest one, but I think I watched all of them up to that point. And they're like annual trip. They pretty much came to Charleston because Isle of Palms is just a beach that we have here. So the I don't know if you noticed it, but the fucking guy making their barbecue. Do you remember the guy making the barbecue? Yeah. Rodney Scott. Yeah. That's the restaurant that I went to across the street. Oh, remember? Shit. Yeah, and the shit wasn't that good, and I was like, it's all yeah. it's all white people. That's him. That's his restaurant. Oh, I was my like, God. what I the? Even put two and two together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, this is the nigga. <laughs> like, but I in that sense, because. Get out of that they actually had him roasting their pig because i mean it's on the show so of course he's right, gonna be right. the pit see, master yeah the eyes are on him like he's gonna be there talking about his pig their pig and shit but mm. but 
But some people are just good for some things. Yeah, for some right? things. Yeah, do not have no fried catfish. And where are the aunties? We need the aunties back at the restaurant, bro. Like, right, so he's probably just good at, like, a pig roast, mm-hmm. a brisket. Like, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. other shit. Sometimes you don't be succeeding with other shit when you're not that good at it. So, yeah. I was like, how fucking ironic. And they're talking about Crazy how good yeah, the food girl, was. I remember my fat ass was like, damn, they, I was like, damn, they eating the ribs. Out of there. <laughs> I just remember seeing that big ass tub with that fucking pig. Honestly, um, I, it would have been a little bit too much for me visually. And I would have been like Tanya. I would have been like, can you fix me a plate? Because it's too much. Yeah, I, I would have not known how to even start with getting meat out of a big ass pig like that like it's it's very overwhelming to have it's like overwhelming. that girl said get me a plate yeah. i'm like yes i agree get yeah when they plate. to me no. when you have like a big display of meat like that i guess maybe that's how you eat it but i think you should have the display but also have like to the side like some of it already off of it to the side that you can easily like take it out especially yeah. if it's not something that's normal to the people mm-hmm. that you're serving you need to have it already plated to the side so it's a family style, but if you really want to get out of it and like pick your parts, then you can do that. But yeah, yeah, that was weird. And I thought it was funny. They were like, they went to fucking Coconut Joe's and shit. They're all excited. I'm like, but I get it. It's just on the show and they're supposed to make a big deal about it every place that they go. But yeah, but when you roast a pig, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's that it's that pick and choose what you want off of a pig. But you're grabbing that shit right off the grill. Like, you might have, like, a piece of bread, and you, you know, you go dig right in for it, pitch for it, whatever, you, mm. you know, you got to do. Because you, when you smoke it, you smoke it all the way down. You know what I'm saying? Bones, all that shit. Skin, mm. all that. Everything's edible. It's, it's fair game damn there, except the bones. But, but yeah, I mean, it's. That's that's what comes with roasting a pig, and I I think it's interesting that the they chose Rodney Scott of all fucking places to come. <laughs> I know. I think that what they did for them, and just thinking of the show and all that, they just Googled. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, we're gonna pick Alla Palms as the most the fanciest beach that we have. We're gonna try to pick like the most expensive as possible like beach house that we can. Maybe not the most expensive, but like, you know, um, and there's the beach is very small. So there's not a lot of places that they can go. So Coconut Joe's is probably like the best bet that they could go to. Um, but it's like the super touristy like spot. Like it's not even anything that's like, yeah, it's not anything that's like great. But Rodney Scott, I'm sure that's his name is big. He was on the Netflix show like. And he's black. Like they like Southern food. I don't know how the fuck he got in there, but they could have gone downtown. But this was during COVID too, so maybe they had a little bit of restrictions. Sullivan's Island was one of the worst places that had restrictions. Oh, for real? I got a ticket there. Oh wow. Or cooler. Well, I don't know. They. I feel like they could have definitely gone. And picked a lot of other places, but they had uh, the cocktail bandits on there. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know who is their person, but, uh, yeah. they. It was an interesting, because um, they kept yeah, saying South Carolina. Carlo down to, to Texas. 
Texas, so I can hang out with Auntie Marlo. Yeah, they kept just saying South Carolina, like, before. I'm like, where are they going in South Carolina? So, yeah, interesting uh, choice of things. They need to have a Real Housewives of Charleston. But I, I just feel like they, they just... I just can't wait for them to have it where it's like really like good. Like the fucking like fighting and the, I mean, I get it. It's TV, but God, it's so fucking annoying. Like, and I want it to be a good balance. They don't, I don't think they have any that are like a balance of like black and white. It's either like all white cast and like maybe a black, like, you know, it's like, you know, Atlanta was like all black women. And then it was like, you know, Kim, like it's never like, been a good balance of the two or just even multicultural like doesn't have to be just black or white um it would be nice to have a, a good balance like that southern charm show is fucking trash like i don't even know that shit still comes on and maybe maybe it does but they just i feel like all shows need to have a a representation of like all not all multiple cultures in there like it's not all white people that live in fucking charleston like any show that they have they need to have everybody represented as much as possible because i know all these people cannot just have only one type of friend group like they have and if they do don't fucking have them on their show because they're not cultured like they gotta stop doing that shit even with like love and hip-hop they can still have like other nationalities and shit on there where it's not just like one season for just one thing. Right. They do. You guys need to expand your horizons of all different cultures. Y'all could definitely like the housewives of Dallas. I'm like, ugh, so annoying. I need a good mixture of what's really in the D because housewives of Dallas do not represent the D Mm -hmm. at all. Mm Mm-hmm at all not even close yeah it's just weird how they pick it's like uh they pick the one percent and base it off of that i mean you guys can definitely uh shout out to bet and let them know hospitality queens is ready for a (laughs) spinoff um in your local (laughs) your local metroplex (laughs) a spinoff a spinoff of the housewives we're not housewives quite yet but we can do a little spinoff. Mm, did you hear that Usher is going to have a residency in Vegas? Mm, no. I think that's pretty lit. Like, I, Usher is a huge artist. Um, I guess it's time already. A Britney Spears in them can already have one, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely up there to, to, to get a residency. I mean, when is Vegas coming back is the question. It's already coming back this summer. Well, yeah. I guess I'll catch him in 2022. Yeah, because the residencies are for, like, years and shit. So I think it's supposed to start, like, June. But I thought that was super dope. Um, I would definitely go. Usher is one of my yeah. favorite artists. Because um, I remember Mariah Carey had hers, which was I know, super dope. I wanted to see hers, mm-hmm. and I never made it. Mm-hmm. You gotta be like up there. That's like Celine Dion. That's that money, money when you get a fucking residency. That's super dope. Mm-hmm. Super, super dope. Um, you guys. For Usher. Also, 
you guys have some uh, hospitality stories, definitely send them. Email us, DM us. We would love to hear your stories um, and also your take on uh, doing drugs for, you know, with grown women, grown, grown adults doing drugs the, from Dr. Carl Hart. So um, listen to that. If you guys have any insight, DM us. For sure. Yeah, definitely drugs in the hospitality field is like, a huge thing um and that's like a whole nother thing as to, as to why it's like yeah your bartender at your bar is a functioning something <laughs> like come on like we you see so much shit and that's how you're like what tech people that are like on every literally everybody is on something not everybody i want you to go on your local bar and be like oh my god my bartender is a drug addict but they could be. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> I might be. <laughs> I might be. I worked with a lot of like, and it's not to like have like poke fun, but like if, it, you know, if you're struggling with any sort of addictions or anything like that, like, you know, please seek out help, like talk to your family, talk to someone um, for sure. But that was always, well, food and bed was like my like gateway into really seeing and really knowing how people rock and how people are like functioning alcoholics and functioning drug addicts and shit like that. Cause it really goes down, it really goes down. So, it does, you guys. Yeah. but yeah, just another thing of like not judging. Cause you just, you never know who's fucking sleeping in their car. Like you just, you just don't fucking know. So you just can't judge people. We all come from like super different paths and you just gotta be accepting. Because you never know what they're going through and your energy could give them like another day, another outlook, another five years. You just, you never know. Absolutely, you guys. Seek help. Um, Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah. On our Monday night vibe. And our Mexican mules. I'm almost done with mine. We'll post a good recipe for you guys um, to have your meal with us. Yes, your mule. It's so refreshing. I like mules a lot. Yes, I've been indulging. Awesome, guys. So hit us up in the DMs. Follow us. And until next time. Peace.